Arkansas Row Crops Radio, providing up-to-date information and timely recommendations on row crop production in Arkansas. Welcome to Arkansas Row Crops Radio. I'm Jared Hardke, Rice Extension Agronomist for the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. Today on Rice and Advice, let's talk a little bit about use of harvest aids in rice, particularly sodium chlorate, uh, really the main one we focus on using in rice trying to get the crop ready. At this point in time, we've probably got about half of the rice crop harvested, uh, perhaps a little bit more, but really the questions continue to come in on using sodium chlorate, trying to move things forward rice you know, that hasn't been really drying down to this point, and now we're hopefully with these weather changes moving forward a lot quicker and going to try to start pushing a little bit harder as these grain moistures fall out and, and try to get through here. So a couple of quick comments just to go ahead and, and kind of early on in here go ahead and cover some of the basic take-home points as far as our recommendations go on using salt or sodium chlorate in rice. Uh, what we're shooting for, there's not really a way to just visually guesstimate whether a rice field is at the desired moisture to say that it's appropriate or going to be the, you know, a good time to go ahead and salt that field. So there's really no way to get around it other than taking a sample of some sort. Ideally, it's an actual combine sample, so we get a you know a little better idea, and we can catch that sample and check it. But beyond that, you know, taking a hand sample, which takes a little more time, uh, but gives us something to go on. But if you're taking a hand sample, you can just about guarantee that whatever number you get off of a hand sample, it's going to be one to two points higher in reality when the combine actually goes through the field. So you can always you know kind of round that up if you do take a hand sample to try to get a little bit of guidance. But again, certainly a, you know, sticking the header in to grab a sample that way is what's gonna be best. What we're looking for, uh, if we do have uh, a variety out there, a diamond, to CLL 16, something like that, then you're talking about you know, not salting until you're below 25% grain moisture. If we're talking the hybrids, XP753, 7521, full page, you know, those examples, our, our more recent data has shown that for those hybrids, we want to be below 23% before we start salting rice. The, the older numbers, uh, you know, surrounding the 25%, really, you know, carrying forward from some older data, we've repeated a little bit of that in, in more recent years, and it, it generally seems to hold up. Uh, smaller, shorter, more uniform panicles that it seems to be okay to, to go a little bit earlier, but with the hybrids and their longer panicles and a bigger difference between the, the moisture at the tip of the panicle and that base trying to finish up that can have a tendency to stay a little bit greener for longer. Getting below that 23% seems to give us the, you know, the best gain from using a salt application versus the negatives that can come into play off of it. Certainly our, our two main negatives that we're worried about are yield loss and milling yield, particularly head rice loss from these applications. So again, kind of focusing on the hybrids a little bit, this is going to be true for, for everything, but we'll, we'll talk about the hybrids for a second. When we're, when we're going there to harvest, the, the goal is really to try to get harvested in five days or less after a salt application. And I know, you know, some have extended further than that over the years and not seemingly, you know, noticed that big of a negative. But 
you know, without a, a check area out there, you're, you're not going to know for sure what the difference is in those areas. And that, that's true for varieties as well. You're not going to know that difference. And sometimes a seven day or so after, you know, even in the data looks okay and doesn't look like it's too big a deal, but there, there can be some significant losses that creep in there when you wait out that long, especially if you get an unexpected weather event. Hey, those can happen. <laughs> unexpected weather events can happen within a few days, but they're a lot greater once you get a little bit further out ahead of not having something that's in the forecast yet that's liable to show up, a big rainfall event, stuff like that. All increased moisture, heavy dews, rainfall events are going to re-wet rapidly drying kernels and, and cause those particularly the greater milling problems and even you know impact the, the overall drying of the plant that could lead to even shattering problems and some grain yield loss issues. So that's, that's what we're shooting for is a pretty fast harvest. The downside of shooting for a fast harvest is if we are salting toward the upper end of those moisture recommendations, 23% for hybrid, 25% for varieties, within a few days that moisture drop is not always that great within just a few days. I mean, there's a good chance there it can it can be as much as a two percentage point drop. Now, remember the check that we weren't salting, yeah, it's declining in moisture too, but the, the salted area is declining faster. So there can be as much as a two point difference but if you're salting at 22% and we're saying you need to get out in five days or less, you know, at three days, it may have only fallen to 20% at that time or, you know, maybe 19. Again, the, the, the check's going to be falling as well. So if you salt at 25, you know, the check may be 22 and your, your salted area down to 20. So still might be a little higher than, than you want to be to start harvest, which is going to make you want to delay that harvest even further and again bring some more of those negatives into play so leaning toward that high side of going ahead and salting it's it's for me it's going to be on the assumption that you're going to be okay with going ahead and starting harvest around that 20 percent range to go ahead and get it out in pretty short order and keep yield and milling up otherwise we definitely want to get a lot closer to that 20 percent so that when we salt and come back in and get started in just you know two or three days so that we can hopefully be done in roughly five days time after the application that you know we're, we're below below 20 maybe we're down to 18 somewhere in there or below that we're comfortable getting that crop out so again just trying to follow those trends the the immediate moisture drop and difference between an unsalted field is not always that great because it's all declining uh, whether it's salted or not just not quite as fast where we don't salt there's certainly plenty of opportunities and reasons such as using stripper headers to to want to salt fields to to speed up and and make harvest easier and particularly with stripper headers even uh, not not you know have a lot drier leaf material that you're trying to to get through trying to pull that grain off so again there are other other reasons for it and so when you start talking about the other end of the spectrum of the lower moisture range we've traditionally said really don't make salt applications below 18 percent moisture that's still a pretty good rule of thumb. I mean, traditionally to keep milling as high as possible, we want to be trying to harvest around that 18% mark or above. So if we're salting then and we're going to you know, cause rapid drying that runs it down, that's, that's going to be a concern. But some of the work we've done, especially with hybrids in recent years, where some of that 
uh, some of those moistures have been fairly low when we salt it. Again, if we're harvesting within a few days, and again, no big weather event, anything like that happens. We're, we're harvesting in three or four days. You don't really see a big negative in terms of uh, you know milling yield reduction or, or grain yield reduction. Uh, the only thing I can say is that waiting until rice gets pretty dry anyway, there's a natural decline in in milling yield, head rice yield, whether you salt or not. And we're not necessarily seeing a difference between salted and unsalted, but it's already trending lower. So we're trying to avoid it getting too low in the first place one way or another. But that's kind of the, the general rundown of, of timing on the bottom end, things to you know be aware of. So I think we can go below 18% where it may be needed and the plants are still extremely green potentially. And, and we need a little help to get across the ground, but be careful there. Uh, big range of the different rates of sodium chlorate that guys are running. Uh, the most common formulations out there are five pounds per gallon of sodium chlorate. Some guys are running a half gallon, which would be two and a half pounds. Some are running a full gallon, which is the five pounds. We haven't seen a huge difference in, in the two different rates. Uh, but obviously, you know, you know, if you're getting really good coverage with those applications, there may not be a big difference. But if you are especially leaning toward the, the later or application timing or lower moisture timing to make those applications, probably leaning toward the lower rate is going to be the safer approach that we've seen give you know, similar response in, in drying and desiccation of foliage, but, but maybe reducing the risk of over drying everything as we go. So... Again, not certainly no hard and fast rules on that, but just a, a little bit of guidance on what may help from creating a problem if you feel like you do need to make an application at lower moisture. Uh, I would stop at 18% on the medium grains, though. Uh, something like Titan, uh, we, we've discussed before that, that it dries pretty rapidly anyway, and so that's going to lead to greater problems. But uh, again, on the long grains, we can probably cheat below the 18%. But once again, like everything, getting it out very quickly after application, hopefully be done with harvest no more than five days after sodium chlorate application. And hey, if you end up getting pushed a little bit later and it works out great, I mean, we're all happy it works out. But that's, again, where the bigger risk comes into play, uh, getting really more than five days after application. Seven to ten, 10 days is typically the furthest out we've looked at it, and any time we're around seven days out of that 10-day window, that's when we see the greatest variability and potential reduction in, in grain yield and milling. So with that in mind, uh, the, the milling yields so far this year have not been outstanding by any stretch of the imagination. So using sodium chloride as a harvest aid, we, we should be even more careful, I think, this year with what we've seen so far with kind of a, generally speaking, below average milling for this year, which is kind of a bigger hit because we all remember, uh, generally speaking, a, you know, very good milling yield year last year in 2020. And so now being below average, it seems like an even worse swing now. But again, environmental conditions, the major player in that. So Let's be very careful with our sodium chlorate use from here and, and try not to make any of that any worse if we can really try to avoid it at this point. If you have any questions on sodium chlorate use, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to me or, or your local county agent. 
one thing I, I should mention that run around the state uh, the past few days, I have seen a little bit of rice going down. I will say that those downed rice areas, you know, the salt's only going to hit that upper layer. If you salt it, you know, everything underneath is going to stay completely green and wet. So if you do have a field with a lot of lodging, really wouldn't advise uh, a salt application. That scenario, you're going to completely kill the plants that are on top of what's laid over and everything else is green. Obviously, small pockets of a little bit of lodging, maybe not a big difference. But if you start getting bigger areas, go down a couple of fields I've seen. Uh, I'm really going to stay away from salting those because you're going to get dead super dry grain plants and then super green wet plants underneath and and that's going to create a a real mix of a problem but uh, just one little tip there to to throw out if you do have some lodging occurring most of the rice out there yields look great uh, hopefully the milling will, will continue to level off or or we hope improve which is what the data shows it usually does when it's lower to start so We'll hope it continues to trend up, but uh, be careful using sodium chlorate out there. Use it as a tool to help us get along through harvest while the weather permits. And once again, let us know if you have any questions. We do have an upcoming event to bring to your attention on October 7th. We'll have the virtual rice and soybean field day. Good range of topics there on the rice side, talking about bill bugs and row rice, uh, rice breeding program update, weed control, soil fertility. Then on the soybean side, also some weed control and soil fertility, along with the soybean breeding program update, the discussion of nematodes and insects and soybean as well. Again, that's October 7th at 6 p.m. Need to go ahead and mark your calendars for that one. You will want to go online to register for the event. It is free but you will need to register to get the Zoom link to be able to access it, please go to aaes.uada.edu slash ricesoybean21. And that ricesoybean21 all is kind of one word there. So uh, please, please get registered for that event. We hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Rice and Advice on Arkansas Row Crops Radio. Have a rice day. Arkansas Row Crops Radio is a production of the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. For more information, please contact your local county extension agent or visit uaex.uada.edu.